It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you. Because that's New Orleans and this is Happy Hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar, in this case today we are at Wayfair. Wayfair is a fine dining restaurant where there's actually no fine dining here. There's only sandwiches, but there is fine dining in the sandwiches. Chef Kevin White is a chef from New York City who moved down here after working with Mario Batali in New York, cooking pasta, and decided to open a fine dining restaurant except to make sandwiches only. Have you been here, Ricky? I have. What did you have? It was a while ago, so I don't you remember. You can't remember? Yeah, we had Do you have a good memory normally? No. No, really? Mm-mm. Shocking? No. What do you think's the cause of that? Oh, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> did you smoke a lot of weed? Back in the day, yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. That can do it. Mm-hmm. How much would you, sorry, how much would you have smoked? Like every day? Probably so. First thing in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, That's what will do it to you. Katrina, you smoke a lot of weed today still? Yeah, I started my morning that way. You do? Every day? Mm-hmm. Most days. Most days, really? Yeah. What time do you get up? Um, depends. I mean, sometimes as early as 6, sometimes as late as 11, if I have a gig the night before. Right. But it always starts off with smoking weed. In the Most morning. of the time, yeah. That's pretty good. And you smoking all day? Um, I mean, I have just regular oxygen breaths as well. Oxygen <laughs> breaths? <laughs> I mean, I what? take a break during the day. You do? But I mean, yeah. are you smoking a little bit each day, each like a few hours to keep up the level? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you sort of live stoned all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really you wouldn't say call stone. stone, no. Because it doesn't people who really smoke affect right. me that deeply <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Right. Do you think you could stop smoking it? Oh, yeah, for sure. No problem, right? Norman, what, what about you say. smoking weed? They all say that, right, Tank? When's the last time you smoked pot, Tank? <laughs> what time is it? Um, it was never a time because I never do it. You never do it? I've done it, but I never do it. The last time it happened, though, I remember it was out of a humongous bag. A it was bag. out of a really big bag that someone created. But I don't like to do it too much simply because I can't remember anything, Ricky. Well, that's like Ricky. Ricky doesn't even know what sandwich you had. Yeah, and I haven't smoked in like 30 years. That's good. Wow. <laughs> I think you should have one after the show. You think? Why wait till after? Is anybody, Katrina, you got one here? Oh, we can't. Are you ready, Graham? No, we can't light up in here because, here you know, Louisiana. we're in a restaurant. It's in Louisiana. Yeah, exactly. No, we, we, we really, we were in enough trouble here with this restaurant as well. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about some of the people who are sitting around here. It was Katrina Breeze who you were listening to. Katrina Breeze is one of the greatest names in all of New Orleans, isn't it? Let's all face it. I tell you something, if you're just joining us, uh, I have the most interesting and eclectic bunch of people here in New Orleans sitting around this table. I have two of New Orleans' most amazing women in you two, I think. Tank from Tank of the Bangers and Katrina Breeze. And Ricky Lehman, you're the guy who everybody says they love. You know that? Really? I bet yes. you can find some enemies if you look real hard. I haven't looked that hard, but every time I mention your name, everyone says, oh, I love that guy. What a great guy. Well, that's a really isn't nice, that nice compliment. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder what makes them say that. What do you think it is? Because you don't remember anything? Taking the fifth. <laughs> you, can't, you can't remember that you don't like people. Taking like, the fifth. Okay, all right. So Katrina is technically an artist, but that title barely does justice to Katrina's multifaceted life. Describing herself as a busy beaver, Katrina is the founder of the Bearded Oysters Parade Club. Are you guys familiar with that? I just became familiar with it today. Really? You just joined? Not that way, but I, I, Katrina told me about it. What's it called again? The Bearded Oysters Parade Club? Mm-hmm. We're an all-lady group. We wear beards and merkins. Do you know what a merkin is? I do. A merkin is like a pubic hair wig. <laughs> no, who would wear? Okay, so who uh, <laughs> donates for the wigs? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Good question. Who donates the pubes? That's a good we could question. use you for that, for sure. <laughs> That's a I, good no, question. No, um, I don't donate. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering who did. <laughs> well, that's a fair question. Where does the hair come from? Um, all over. Sometimes we use no real hair. No pun intended. Sometimes we use real hair. Yeah, sometimes we use real hair. Sometimes we use wigs. We've used Nutria, Beaver before. Um, we've used some Fox. Um, any kind of furry pelt we can do. We've also... Um, sort of thought out of the box and moved away from That's hair. That's another good line. <laughs> and we've done things like had oil rigs on our <laughs> panties or credit card readers. Where does the <laughs> credit card readers a great idea? What um, 
What is the what is the origin of a merkin? Where did they come from? Well, a merkin is actually a century-old, um, actually multiple centuries. It was invented, I believe, in the late 1700s in England. Um, it comes from the word malkin, which was originally a word that was used to describe a low-class woman or a maid. Um, it was a slang for a mop at the time. And it was a really dirty trick of the prostitutes of the time who had been treated um, with mercury for what's known as French pox, um, which would cause all their pubic hair to fall out. So in order to keep working for the day, they would glue on um, some animal hair. Um, and back then there wasn't the internet, so I think they were able to uh, pull the wool over their customers' eyes, so to speak. Another good one. Really? Literally. <laughs> Did you the wool. So mercury was like the sort of chemo of the day. I guess so. It would make your hair fall about just your pubic hair would fall out? I th- well, I think they were doing more of like a spot treatment oh, on the area. because it was an application. Mm-hmm. And what was French pox? It's some sort of like a... I don't know. It's, I just learned it on Wikipedia. Oh, that's probably true then. <laughs> you know anything about that, Ricky? No, no. French pox? No. I guess we could look it up. What did it, you, does it have a photo of what French pox looks like? Norman's on the case right now. <laughs> Are you looking it up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have any photos of the French? Syphilis. It was syphilis, <laughs> basically. I guess pork chops were already Wait. taken. Pork chops? The chicken pots. Pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they put mercury like... We wonder where they got the mercury from in those days. I don't know. I'll do some more research before okay. Mardi Gras. All right. So you're the founder of the uh, of the Bearded Oysters Parade Club. That's like a Mardi Gras marching band. Like yes. The, like um, the Pussyfooters and mm-hmm. the other vagina reference mm-hmm. bands. What are the other ones? Um, the Camel Toe Steppers. Camel Toe Steppers. Oh, yeah. I know them. We did a show with the we Camel Toe Steppers. You did? Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Just last year. Public House. Public House. This year. And are there any other? Oh, yeah. Um, the organ reference? grinders. The organ grinders. Mm. The muffalados. <laughs> okay, that's a good one as well. Wait, why in New Orleans do we have all these vagina reference organizations? Um, honestly, I think it was the only way that women in that age group could even get into Mardi Gras 10 years ago. Um, when I started, there was, um, as far as groups that would allow 20-year-old women to get in, there really wasn't anything. Um, if you weren't in some kind of school band and you didn't have thousands of dollars, then there really wasn't much opportunity. Right. Um, I think that nowadays there's room for women in Mardi Gras without just being dancing vaginas, but it was, uh, you know, um, a battle to, to get more women into Mardi Gras to, to be doing other things. There's an entry level position. Yes. As it were. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. I wondered what, because in the rest of the country there's not these vagina reference organizations for women, are there? Um, I mean, you get away with it in New Orleans because everyone gets the joke, but I'm sure if you did this in, in a more PC state or city, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that acceptable probably in Los Angeles or um, I don't know. We're going to test it out though. Are you? How? Um, Bearded Oysters is actually a national organization, and we have women from all over the country that come to Mardi Gras and come to Halloween to parade with us. And we're starting now to um, organize these women in their cities, including New York and L.A., to do parades there. Oh, well, I'm totally wrong about that. <laughs> and that's going to be cool? Is everyone cool with it? No one's outraged? Um, we'll see. I mean, someone's always outraged. Well, not here. Nobody cares here, do they? Does anyone complain about that here? We've had a little bit of complaining. You have? Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll work for more. So listen, i got a million other things to talk about about you as well, but I'm just going to move on to Ricky for a minute because it says here Ricky Lehman is technically a real estate agent, but that title barely does justice to Ricky's multifaceted life. It's very similar to Katrina's introduction. Jack of all trades, master of none. Really? It says here you were born and uh, raised in New Orleans and you spent 13 years in New York and New Orleans hospitality industry. And you were involved in six local restaurants and clubs before moving into real estate. You're also a painter. You've had two gallery shows and produced several fashion layouts for national magazines, including Esquire and Glamour. And you're an interior designer. You've got a lot going on. I'm basically a dirt pimp. Those other things are sort of in the past. Moving. You can hear me? Yeah, now you're good. Okay. You're basically a dirt pimp. Yeah. Can I, that's, a, that's a great... Yeah. You, what does that mean? I sell dirt. With improvements. With a, with a house on it? Yeah. Would you, did you make up the term dirt pimp? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good term, isn't it? And I can tell you it's hard out there for a pimp. It is, <laughs> even a dirt pimp. Yeah. 
How long have you been dirt pimping it? 15 years. And so was that a bit of, that's a, I remember you used to own the Circle Bar. Was yeah, that right? I sold the lease and improvements to them years and year, long, a long time ago. That was the first thing I knew about you, I think, was you were the owner of the Circle yeah. Bar. That was the hippest place in town at that point. Well, it, to be clear, it was Fleur de Lis when I owned it. It was Fleur like a, de Lis, it was yeah, a little bistro. Yeah, and it was great food. I used to have great. a giant lamb shank. lamb shank. Yes, it was awesome. And that was like eight bucks or something. A little Nine, pricey. maybe. Yeah, it, was it, was good, it was a good and deal. Great. Yeah. And then they had cool bands in there as well. Didn't you have bands in there? No, that, that was that really was later. when Circle Bar took okay. over. Okay. So it was really just a cool little restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was very cool. Were you guys here then, Tank? Are you from here originally? Yeah, you are, right? I am. You remember that Circle Bar place? I mean, the, what was it called? Fleur de Lis? No, these guys weren't even no. born. It was Fleur de Lis, no. spelled L-E-E, yeah. right? Yeah, they were like in, like, you know, four or five years old. Diapers. Yeah. Dang, Ricky, you don't yeah. even know how old I am. Yeah, we actually played at the Circle Bar, but um, we had never, I, I've, I never, I've been in New Orleans since 2008. For yeah, I, a long time. I don't know anything about the Florida League. <laughs> 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 that was almost choreographed there, or whatever the correct word for that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't so know about it. What high school did you go to? That's the next school. Sarah T. Reed. Sarah T. Reed, out yeah. in the east. Yes. All right, okay, so you grew up in the east. I grew up on the A Ward and in the east. Okay. Yeah, Music Street. How yeah. interesting. Did you grow up on Music Street? I grew up on Music Street. Wow. Were you musical from the beginning? I think, um, yes, but not individually. My sisters were so musical, I had three older sisters and they just sounded so awesome and they called us the ball sisters when we sung together because that's our last name but i was more interested i was more interested in poetry it came more naturally to me so you wrote from the beginning when I you were wrote, a little kid yeah that would be unusual for a little girl out in the east in the 80s or whatever we decade we're talking about to be a poet wouldn't it it it, it was received for me it was received my fan i wrote about things that i had never experienced and um I felt like words were just given to me early, and I loved writing. What what state would you be in? Would you be alone in your room, or would you be walking down the street and get some sort of a message, or how'd that work? I would be alone. The first right. poetry that I was really introduced was probably my sister's notebook. I read it one day when she was away, and uh, I just memorized all her poems. I loved them so much. I, I memorized all her poems. Like, everyone loved Maya Angelou first and Langston, and, but I loved my sister's older writings. So your older sister was a poet as well? She was. Wow. So she was your first influence. She was. And what happened to her? Where is she today? She's like a beautiful baby maker. <laughs> <laughs> so you've taken over the poetry writing. Thanks. Hey, so. you know what we should do? We should make you guys play something so everyone knows what we're talking about. This is one of New Orleans' most exciting bands, in my opinion. There's no one that sounds... A lot of people say, you know, about a band that they have a unique sound. But Tank and the Bangers actually does have a unique sound. It really does. It, it's hard to describe it. It's kind of like a, like a, a hipped-up 70s soul band with, with folk and jazz and, and rock influences. Then yes. the interesting thing about it is it's all tied together with incredible, guy, incredible musicianship with guys who can really play. And you can, when you guys play, it's like is it, a lot of this is improvised, right? Um, it's pretty planned out. Is it? <laughs> if it, if it ever comes naturally, um, we practice so much with each other that when it comes naturally, we we'll know where each other are about to go. You yeah. know, but it's we rehearse a lot together. Well, it's really beautiful music. Let's take a listen. What are you going to play for us? What do you guys want to hear first? Old Heart or Walmart? Theme parks. That was pretty sweet. I like it. Theme parks. Okay. Weirdo. Theme parks? Theme parks. Okay. This is about me growing up in the East, which was right around the corner from uh, Jazzland. So I grew up right around the corner from the theme park, and it, it made me a child forever. Hang on one second. Oh. And I remember writing this poem when uh, we writing this song when my sister was out on a date and I was a huge third wheel because I was young and she had to carry me everywhere. And it was Christmas time and the lights were up in jazz land and they were just holding hands. And I was like, man, this is so perfect for them as I watch <laughs> alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
called theme parks theme parks is it on your album big bang theory it's on our album think tank and big bang it's theory. on two albums and both those albums are available where good music is streamed or stolen right on spotify on and spotify on and itunes and google play it's, it's basically living on the internet and living in my heart can anybody buy it if they wanted to give you some money today it's available on itunes yep. and google play <laughs> you can't get it yeah and it's available on both albums because big bang, big bang theory is the live album right and Think Tank was our first studio album. Yep, live right here in New Orleans. That's right. Such an amazing experience. At Gaza Gaza, right down the right street. Right down the street. Yeah. Yeah. How does a live album differ from the recorded album? Oh, my gosh. Do you, do you prefer one over the other? No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't because there they're are songs on the album that we've never um, even done live. So I get that experience. But the live album is also all the extra work that we put into it right after. Because our live shows are completely different from our album. Like, we really take you on a, a, a roller coaster ride. I really favor, different. Yeah. I favor the first, the studio album for this reason. It just, every time I listen to it, I think about the process of making it. Oof. And everything that we were trying to do to make this happen and it's happening you know so in that's a, my personal in a studio like four or five o'clock in the morning All sleeping Norman have three <laughs> two little girls, two little girls and the little the boy like we were out late <laughs> you have three kids is that what I have three, a wife and three kids alright and they don't mind you sleeping over at the studio all night and making a record that's no, pretty cool they know it'll be worth it and you guys have been on the road you're off to London for like three months or something yes. crazy a lot so how's that going to work with the wife and three kids? Well, they'll be able to come over, and I'm, uh, my daughter's going to be starting school. My original plan was to have them come over and just experience the culture with us. We'd save up and have the apartment over there, but um, she said it'd be better if she stayed so our daughter can start school here in Chalmette. So That's what's my happening. mother-in-law, she's pretty close, so she helps a lot. All right. You know, but Tank, have you got family of any sort? leave behind when you leave i have myself i'm i travel i travel with my breast that's what i travel with your breast that's it all right just one breast breast, breast <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Bre <laughs> i have a lot of family but i am but no children or anything oh nothing to leave behind where i would hurt I'll, I'll be coming back to new orleans and my family will be as i left them Mine too. thank god yeah, yeah. thank god oh, i'm sure 
What, so what are you going to be doing in England? What is there a plan? Yes, we have shows lined up, and right. we're trying to add them still. So if you're in England and you want to book a band, call us. Email us, tankinabangers.com, or it's tankinabangers at gmail. We're just going to wing it. Is it tank? <laughs> oh, we're just going to wing it. <laughs> is it tank and the bangers? Tank and the, the bangers. The bangers. B-A-N-G-A-S. I hate asking people where they got the name from, but where'd you get the name from? Where'd you get the name from, Norman? Well, we started at a place called Liberation Lounge, which is on the West Bank. It's a cafe, and um, it was an open mic there. And the Black Star Bangers, which was Nation, or Jared Nation Savoy and Amari uh, Johnson, they uh, kind of had a little band going, and they were the house band for this open mic. And the place was called uh, the Black Star Cafe. Black Star right. Cafe, right. So that's what, it, I guess, it, it's kind of That's where they what they got the name from, from the Black Star Bangers. But once I, once I took over it myself, it was like, let's just drop the Black Star and just hit it with Tank and the Bangers. It, it's shorter, it can hit. It worked. It hit. Okay, so your name, your name was not Tank, really, though. My name is Tariana, and my daddy ah. called me Tank, and everyone, once they found that out, everyone called me Tank. So your real name is Tariana Ball? I'm Tariana Michelle Ball. What? That's a beautiful name. Thanks. My dad was Terry. My mom was Michelle. I'm going to write it down, even. Tariana. Tariana Michelle Ball. Isn't that beautiful, you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Would you call yourself Tank if your name was Tariana Michelle? That's an unusual choice. <laughs> like Tank, that's a big Tank. Yeah, it, it's just tank stuck. Yeah. It's stuck, and to try to even change it now would be would be pretty hard. And I like how everyone feels like they're so familiar to me. That's how everything just feels so regular because I've been called that since I was a baby. Right, Tank. Tank. Well, Katrina, your name is not Katrina either, obviously. No, my government name is Karina Nathan. Karina Nathan. Katrina. I'm going to write that down. Okay, Ricky, you better have a fake name as well. Or I know, I feel go well so My name is Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> is it really? Mm-hmm. Karina really? Nathan. Cool. And, and Lehman is your real name? Yeah. Okay. Frederick. I see how you can get Ricky from Frederick. Yeah. Well, how um, did you get Ricky? My mother's choice. My dad wanted to call me Fred. <laughs> that wasn't happening. Which one do you like? <laughs> I'm okay with Ricky. Good with Ricky? Yeah, I'm used to it. I couldn't change my name. Not possible. This is what it yeah. is now. Yeah. It's like Tank and Ricky. And well, Karina, how did you get from your government name to your To my current chosen name? name? Um, Katrina has always followed me, even way before the storm. Um, it ah. was always the name that people would say in, instead of my name. And then as soon as Katrina touched down, it was like Karina disappeared. And my name became Katrina. Oh, sorry, Karina. For years, and then finally I just embraced it. And wow. And, of course, the breeze is the genius part. It's B-R-E-E-S like Drew. Yes. Um, I'm not much of a football fan, but I do understand that he's the Messiah, and I wanted to put those names together and create something really powerful. You did. You did it. Isn't it great? Yeah. It really is a great Good. name. Wow. So, so <laughs> do, people, do, do people think it's a joke when they hear your name? Do they laugh? Um, sometimes, sometimes people get really upset. Um, yeah, you're making I mean, fun of both the hurricane and yeah. Sometimes um, people feel that it's uh, that it disregards the horror of the storm. You know, I I mean, I, I feel for them. I was there for the storm. Um, for me, I guess it was so traumatic and life changing that it's almost like a huge tattoo on my body now. And I feel that taking the name Katrina has, I don't know, kind of. Um, showcased how much that that moment changed my life how did it change um everything i mean it just took it and turned it upside down and um most of my friends left town afterwards i had to get new friends um had to work to rebuild mardi gras yeah what are your new friends like compared to the old ones are they Um, better uh, less children. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think a lot of the women with young children at the time um, didn't want to come back. Yeah. Well, they made a big mistake there. Mm-hmm. They should have stayed, don't you think? So, are you going to ever go back to Karina Nathan? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hear it every day. Like, I hear it in my, in my banking and from my parents. Um, it doesn't really feel like my name anymore when I hear really? it. You feel like you've left Karina Nathan. Yeah. You think you've left the person behind, too? That um, no, I, I feel like I don't necessarily feel completely like Katrina Breeze, and I don't feel like Karina Nathan and um, somewhere in between. And I feel like somewhere there's like a soul name that I'll be searching for that title at some point. So there's a third name waiting yeah. for you somewhere. And I do use some okay. other aliases. What are the other ones? <laughs> I use Karen Regis when I want to get <laughs> business done. 
Karen Regis when I want to get business done. Yes, what does that mean? Ricky does business every day. You ever call yourself Karen Regis when you want to get business done? No. <laughs> but when you hear the name Regis, it kind of makes you wonder. Yeah. Why? Because Regis. You know Regis, man? Like Regis Philbin? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a first name. That sucks. Is that what you Well, I instantly from? went there. I instantly went there. I also use the name Kevin Simons when I want to front like a man. Oh, but no. that's that would be on you paper. Oh wow, girl! She's a chameleon. Whoa! Do you think you, uh, are these real people in your mind though, or are just no, names? no, not at all. I mean, right. in, on some level, they're identities. I mean, okay, I, I create through that. Um, on some level, their identities mean mm-hmm. that there's some level of reality to them. I, I mean, they exist in, in social media. They exist in, um, I guess, like art collections that I'm creating. Um, I do use the name Katrina Breeze full time. Um, and so that one's very real. I mean, that's what my business card says. That's right. what my email is. That's what everybody thinks your name is. Mm-hmm. Like Tank. Like Tank, yeah. My name on Facebook is Tariana. That's Facebook. Tank. She says social media. <laughs> So you would go by your real name. Did kids at school call you Tank or did they call you? They call you? me Miss Tank and my nephews and nieces call Miss me T-Tank. 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 And when I walk in the house. My kids call it T-Tank. T-Tank as in T as in little. Auntie. No, as in T as, as in auntie. That's auntie. what we say. Yeah, we ah, shortened okay. it up to T or TD. TD. TD Tank. That's that's familiar. That's unfamiliar to you. It's New Orleans. No, I thought T was short for for little. Like no, it's teat. like auntie. T. It's auntie. T boo. So it's T E E. Or T boo. Yeah, you you got a T boo. I know a T boo. Oh, you know a T boo. Mm-hmm. I have a T Ronnie, a T Tina, a T Gloria. And these are all aunties. These are aunties. Oh, okay, I always thought T meant little. What did you think, uh, Karina, Karen, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hadn't really thought too much about it. What does Kevin Simons do? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Uh, I guess makes internet art. What is that? I make um, a lot of digital art that I put out in the internet that I don't necessarily want connected to me it's, all the time. It gives por- me a lot of freedom. Pornographic or something? Um, it's not necessarily pornographic. Not it's necessarily, awesome. but... Pro- but maybe but dis- disconnected from the rest of my work. In what sense? I mean, but not anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Oh Good point. Good point. Oh my God. Does it, Kevin, so if I search for Kevin Simons online... Norman. I have a question a for qu- her. Yeah, go ahead. Do you feel more free as a man? Um, no, I don't feel more free as a man, but I think I feel more free with multiple names uh, and, yeah. and being able to, um, I guess, be more creative that way. That's how people get catfished. <laughs> no, I promise not to catfish. Anyone. All right, cool. <laughs> what does catfish mean? What? Do you know that, Ricky? Before? Yeah. Okay. Norman. Tell him, Ricky. Norman, do you know that? Yeah, there's a show on MTV called Catfish. I didn't know what it was before the show. Oh, okay. Apparently so MTV is good for education, that's for sure. Well, some I can't believe anybody still watches MTV. You still watch that? I don't, but my wife DVRs Catfish, so when she watches Catfish, I watch it. Okay, so what is it? Tell me what it is. Tell them, Ricky. Well, it's creating um, a person and everything, age, visually creating um, a fictitious person that you present yourself to for romance or whatever and oh, you're like not that, you're not that person in other words um, I go online and I'm chatting and um, I say that I'm 25 and whatever and your name's Kevin Simon yeah okay and you're an online artist yeah or and then anything but what you really are really but that's no big deal I mean that's been happening from the time the internet started probably is it's it? a big deal for people that fall in love. It's a big deal for people that start to actually truly um, invest themselves emotionally, sometimes really even financially Absolutely. into people's lives and truly get hurt. And some of those people, they are concerned. And sometimes they're really like, you knew what it was. I mean, it's, it's the Internet. Right. It well, there's hurts. a name, really there's a name for that before the word catfish. It was, it was fraud. <laughs> and it still is fraud. It still is fraud. Here's the thing is you're going to have to show up one day. And yeah. you really can't do that. Right. How are you going to show up? You're not that person. You're not Kevin Simons. Mm-hmm. And that's what the show does. They expose those they people. They expose it. So it, it follows people who do this to each other, and then it makes them meet each other somehow? Well, they yeah. have a private investigator, Neve, and another guy. Uh, they, they, they basically private investigators. They go and look all through social media, and they'll set up the meet. They'll kind of force it. They'll call the person, like, you know, yeah, we found your number, and we're friends with whoever. 
you've been catfishing. <laughs> And we want, we'd like to meet. We'd like to set it up so you guys can actually. Uh, I'm surprised they actually go and meet them after yeah, they've been lying all this time. It's been getting crazy. It's ridiculous. Why do they meet? Because MTV has the money to finance them meeting, and it's entertaining. Do they know that this is going to be a setup when they get there? Some of them actually watch the show, and they, they know. still meet. They still meet. If I was catfishing, I'm not going to meet you. I think it's the desire for attention. I guess we get attention because we're in the band. But... I don't want to be seen as a liar on TV. I know. By anyone. No, people like to be on TV, though, whatever happens. That's <laughs> true. But there was that other show where it was like a sort of um, pedophile show. To Catch a Predator. To Catch a Predator. Yeah, I, that, that was, was a great show. I, I never saw that. They would do the same thing. They would get oh, people. Man. They would pose as a... Well, how'd that work? They would... Yeah, what was well, that guy's name? I forget the guy. But, I mean, like, um, some, the guy, some guy who's like, you know, 20 or 30 or 40 or worse thinks he's going to meet some 12 year old girl mm. that he's been talking to online and they got a decoy yeah. set up yeah. in the house <laughs> they got she's this waiting, guy. <laughs> like, I'm running the back and warm up the cookies you just wait right here and yeah. then the, the host of the show comes walking out with a microphone is it, like, no either, really um, it might be <laughs> Jeff Rawson or there's the other guy who's older and silver haired like yeah it was, a, it was like uh, it was an old silver haired guy tall thin yeah, forget sort of his name. real yeah. TV looking presenter yeah. guy and he'd say, and then this, sometimes these people, as you say, you know, when they'd be, they'd watch this show and they'd go, "Oh God, damn it! I can't believe I fell for it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awkward. But that was about twelve-year-old girls. It was that was. I mean, these people were actually criminals. I never I mean, saw they, they were going to. They were. They were going to have sex with. A, yeah, they were pedophiles. pedophiles. They were going to have sex with a twelve-year-old girl, mm-hmm. who they thought they were. But there, was there ever a twelve-year-old girl involved, or were they all just? Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen. Yeah. Was it? That's yeah. it. Kevin just wants to create art, though. Yeah, just start. <laughs> <laughs> you're not catfishing? So no. No catfishing. So you're not presenting no. yourself, Katrina, I don't even know what to call you now. You're not presenting yourself as a real person. No. You're not in no. this to meet people. You're in this to... No. I just want to be able to make art. I think right. that... Um, and be anonymous. Um, not be anonymous, but but disconnected from whatever art creation I had done in the past. I mean, if there's a certain genre that I was in, I don't want to be stuck in that for my whole career. Um, if there's certain, let's say, like partners in my work, I don't want to take them down with some new craziness I so want to invent. So the names are more like a brand than mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, That's cool. interesting. Though. So are you, these things going on in parallel? Is Kevin making stuff and Katrina's making stuff and Karen Regis is getting business done? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or do you go from one thing to another? Like, you know, for a few months you're Karen. Uh, my boyfriend says he can tell by the outfit. Um, wow. Yeah, Karen Regis is the only one that wears a bra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, what sort of uh, lingerie does she like? Oh, uh, pantyhose. <laughs> <laughs> Really, Karen Reyes just likes mm-hmm. to wear pantyhose. Maybe some Spanx. <laughs> oh, really? Hey, Karen. Spanx? Do women wear pantyhose in New Orleans? Rarely. <laughs> in, your, in your experience? Um, it doesn't seem like a pantyhose town. Um, no, wow. only for court. Well, I personally, <laughs> Do not you? today, but um, I don't know. I haven't always been that way, though. I think it. What way? To be pantyless. Pantyless. That's, that's how you go now. Most days. Most days. Well, that cuts down on lingerie and laundry, I suppose. That's right. Still doesn't. I wear a lot of clothes. You still wear a lot of clothes. Well, you'd have to if you had no panties on, I suppose. (laughs) It's freeing. But brawlers, that's not my style. No? I got a... This... This... um, this shelf has a lot of books, <laughs> so I need... So you need to, otherwise it would be uncomfortable. I need my bras. Okay. So when did you start wearing panties? Is there a, was there a day? As a baby, I believe. As I think my mom gave those first little Jasmine, Princess Jasmine draws, and it was his all Don't over. Don't Jasmine. <laughs> Princess Jasmine. Is that a real person or is that a cat? Of course, there's Princess there Jasmine. There really is a Princess Jasmine, Aladdin. right? Arabian, uh, yes. <laughs> you don't watch Disney movies? No, <laughs> I have never seen. Who is Princess Jasmine? It's like, it it's, it's Princess Ricky, Jasmine. Ricky, help me out. You don't know either, right? Clueless. Thank You're you. You're not clueless. I know, right? I know Princess okay, Jasmine. Okay, making sure I'm not on the boat alone. All right, cool. She's a princess, Norman, man. Norman, you don't know. Well, you have kids, so you probably know. Yeah, yeah, because of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. That's the reason no, for the Aladdin, Aladdin came out in the 90s. I was born in the 80s, so of course I saw Aladdin and Princess Jasmine. Almost every Disney movie carpet. was awesome. So the Magic Jasmine's, Carpet Ride. Princess Jasmine has got her own branded panties? I mean... 
I'm just saying they have those Disney, Disney draws. They have Disney, Disney, Disney underworlds. So Disney's in the panty business. Yeah, Superman was in the, in the in a, everything yeah. business. Uh, underwear business. Sheets. <laughs> yes. Pillowcases. Duvets. Right. Toothbrushes. Yeah. yeah. Curtains. Okay. I suppose that's true. Okay, so you, your mom bought you those Princess Jasmine panties, but you didn't like to wear them? I mean, not today. <laughs> not today. I like, I like boy shorts today. Boy shorts make your booty look big, and I like that. <laughs> Do that? Yes. Boy shorts. You mean like boxes? Yeah, but only they're for girls. Like, they, they cut nice. You like boy shorts? Yes, I do. Okay, do. Me too. Okay. Yeah. On do they yourself make you, or Do they make your booty women? look big? Woman? <laughs> or what? No, I like looking at them. I don't wear them myself. Boy know. shorts. Yeah, it's a type of underwear. It's, it's yes. Cut. <laughs> cheeky. It's got like a 45 degree angle going across the cheek. And it's, it's oh, nice. They're tight. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, they're tight. They're tight. Female underwear. You wear those, Ricky? No. You ever heard of those? Briefs are the male version of uh, boy shorts. Boy shorts. I've never even heard. I've never heard of catfish or boy shorts. Now. Let's let you see some boy shorts. You better get help. I need to get rid of (laughs) it. Do you know what boy shorts are, Ricky? Seriously? I don't. No. No. You don't go underwear shopping for boy shorts. Mm -mm. So it's like bicycle shorts type thing. It's like briefs. Like briefs. Like dude briefs. Only they're for females. Are, Are they made for women? That's okay. why they call boy shorts because they're originally for the boys. Ah, oh, I see. Now, I see. Now, there's... Um, Check them out. Sexy. Oh, they're nice. Okay, they're called boy shorts. That reminds me, Chris. Holy shit, we need to do these commercials. That just totally came back to me. You'll see why in a minute. How do we forget that? Okay, I'm going to make you guys play another song in a second. Oh, awesome. I can't believe we're running out of time already. Okay, let's just uh, say a quick thank you to these people who uh, brought us our show today. And I'll tell you why... I, it reminded me because our show today is brought to us in part by Basics Swim and Gym. <laughs> a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. The all new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue and it's right across from Basics Lingerie, which probably sells boy shorts like that. Gotta so, how about it. that? Gotta make it. And also, thank you to Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home for loving care when you're not there. Go to PetitePetCare.com. Thank you, too, to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website. You guys need this. Take this to England with you. The website's called hdestroyer.com. If you write happy hour in the coupon code, you'll get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and you can seize the dawn. Thank you, too, to Unlisted Nola, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what, hey, Ricky, this is good for you. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. It's called unlistednola.com. Thank you very much to all those folks for helping us make the show happen today. And especially thank you to Tank and the Bangers who are going to play us. What exactly? I love the way you do announcements. Oh my gosh. It's like real. It's almost like it's a real show it for It makes me for really like, want to do something. I don't know. What do you want to do? Buy some. Um, you want to buy some lingerie? You gonna ch- might change your whole Walmart. life. You start I want to go to Walmart. Walmart myself, boy, Let's go to Walmart. Okay. all Walmart shoppers. Everything in the entire store is free. But everything is also quite damaged. So you should shop at your own risk. So I guess you can say that I kind of knew what I was buying. I saw him on aisle four and he was everything that was broken and beautiful. And I just knew that he would go so well with the art already inside of my heart. I mean, the painting of the mind in the living room and the tile. I mean, the tile is going to match so well with his good skin. I was ready to throw out that old couch that me and my ex David used to sit on. I was ready to make space for you. But as I strode through the walkway, I could hear pieces of your honesty just drop on the floor. But I kept walking. And I knew you had a piece missing. And hazardous things that I could swallow, like my pride. But I was okay. Because you were on sale. And you were stunning. So I kept walking. 
And I think I overheard a piece of you talking to another girl on another aisle, so I guess we're not communicating. I often wondered, I often wondered how the same man that made me feel like I was invincible could walk past me and treat a girl like me like I was invisible. I was so vulnerable in your aisle four. I was willing to buy your damaged merchandise just to claim that you were mine and mine alone, but you were broken. You were broken and you were broke and you were beautiful. You were a torn, ripped painting, but there I was, there I was making sure I was pretty enough just to frame him. I need to go back to aisle four, yeah. There's a piece of a mirror that my mom gave me. I must have put it down and I must have picked up you, but self-reflection, self-reflection should never ever be confused with who is looking at you. I should have left you where I saw you, but who was I to judge the store in which I was shopping? So should I check the customer and should I check what the fuck I was buying? I went up to the register. I was about to check you out and I tell you no lie, the cashier was his brother, told me of all his discrepancies and told me that I could not exchange him for another, so I'm sorry. It is indeed my fault. For I am the girl that walked into this boy's Walmart, full of explosives and torn notebooks and broken hearts. I put my money on the counter and I purchased what I believed was a beautiful sandstorm. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God that I kept my receipt. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is great. Thank you. So you must have done that song a lot of times, but it felt like real. It is real. It's real experience. It's definitely it real is. experience. Wow. That was that was about a person? That was about a person. That was about a person. Um I think everybody takes a risk on people when they begin to date them. Um, and I kind of compared that to walking into a huge Walmart. Everybody love Walmart. You go there for one thing, you leave out with 20 things. Everybody loves Walmart. But what if we dated people and before we picked them up, we literally could turn them around and see all their issues. Hi, I have daddy issues. Hi, I am a compulsive liar. Hello, I am passive aggressive. You know, like, what if I saw that? Would I still pick you up? Because everything in the store is damaged. Because nobody is perfect. Everybody has something that's with them. And it's your always your choice if you want to buy that you know if you want to buy that shit pretty much have you picked up a few of these i picked up i picked up a a, a few i picked up but not too many though i'm not too damaged did you keep your receipt did i keep oh yeah are you willing to return or exchange i am willing to return at this point you're willing to try again Go back into Walmart. <laughs> go back Every, to Walmart. You gotta go back into Walmart. Everybody gotta go back into Walmart. Return the damage. But how about I find somebody that issues look a little more similar to ones that I could actually deal with? But then you find that you sort of get better at figuring out what that person, what those, what the damaged goods are, and about a person that the the more experience you've had. So now you've had some of these. You won't do that one again. I, I believe so. Hopefully. What do you keep on repeating? I, I don't want to keep repeating. I don't want to keep repeating. But everybody knows if you if you shop at Walmart enough, you know exactly which aisle to go on to get what you need. What happened to the guy from aisle four? What happened to him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's still walking around. Do you still, still see him around? I still see him around a lot. A lot? A lot. Okay. It's not normal, is it? Norman's married. He is definitely. Well, I'm talking about the part. This was a, a while ago, though. Oh, no, man. I've been married for 10, 11 really? years, something like it's that. It's tough when you break up with someone and you still see him around, isn't it? That's the toughest. I just don't want to see you no more. But this is someone that, like, has to be around. You know, they have to be around. Yeah, this is the trouble with dating someone who you work with or you're. I never said I worked you know, with Or him. you're related to. Maybe I work with him. Mississippi. Maybe it's Maryland. I'm related to. You live in Mississippi. You live in it's really tough when in a family, yeah. you know. Let me tell you something about what else Katrina does. I think under this is under your real name or current name, Katrina Breeze, <laughs> which is the reason that I met you in the first place. Mm-hmm. I met Katrina because she has a company called Fantastic Casket, mm-hmm. which is very hard to say. Now, yes. I'm gonna. It's and what she does is make coffins. Yes. Well, I haven't really started it. I did. I've done one casket in LA. 
um, where it was legal at the time. It just went legal in Louisiana um, about a year ago. Um, That's because of those monks across exactly. the lake. They were allowed to make caskets, and now so anyone's allowed to make a casket. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so you decorate how, it? How that is interpreted. Um, I make it from scratch. So I get, I'm making it from wood and cutting the wood and then doing all the upholstery work, um, whatever interior and then whatever art on the outside that someone wants. Ooh. Yeah, maybe we can all come down and try some out. You know? yeah. We could die together. Get fitted, cool. you know? Yeah, you're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually. So you might as well come good. check it out. We're not getting any taller anyway, right. so she can just size us up. So it's a good business if, given that everyone's eventually going to die, I guess, in that sense. Yeah. But the concept of it is, is that you don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on a coffin when although you could I, I will accept oh, you have expensive high ones. priced caskets oh, I thought that was your whole plan <laughs> was that you could have cut right coffins oh um, I mean mm. we really want to appeal no, to everybody like we want to create DIY kits we want to create um, I guess downloadable ebooks so that people can create their own um, I think it's incredibly important that people start doing their own undertaking if they feel empowered to do so you, Miss Regis, and Kev- Kevin should all uh, link up, man. Y'all I got another name for this. <laughs> You'll be all knowing me as Crystal Sedona when a we Sedona. get there. <laughs> Who was she in high school? Who is this girl? Crystal Sedona. Is that one yeah. of yours as well? Katrina, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I figure when I... Who's Crystal Sedona? That will be my fantastic casket identity. Okay. I mean, I, I just don't see the bearded oyster identity doing well in the casket, casket sector. <laughs> it might not take you as serious. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's, what, the bearded oyster person is Katrina Breeze. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Ricky, who are you texting? Anybody good? Um, just a friend of mine. But I wanted to what? say we put yeah. the f- we put the fun in funeral in New Orleans. Don't yes, forget. Yes, we do. That's, that's so true. true. Fun and funeral. That's true. Yeah. Have you had to bury anyone lately, Ricky? What's that? Have you had to bury anybody lately? Yeah. Did you have to spring for the casket or go buy it or anything? Um, no. I had to carry it, though. Yeah, who was it? It's an old family friend. friend. He had a great life. He was the older man. The no. last the last funeral. Well, it's not so bad if it, you know, someone's had a great life and it was time to go. Yeah. But still, you could have saved thousands of dollars on a casket by mm-hmm. hooking up with Katrina Breeze, a.k.a. Uh, Crystal Sedona. Are yeah. spending thousands and, of dollars. Right. And yeah. you could have decorated it, right? With mm-hmm. like sequins, Mardi Gras beads. Uh, we could do that. Um, th- what I'd really like to Feathers. see families do is create sort of like a love box and fill the interior with photos of the person it's and wonderful idea. experiences of, of their lives. And then... Um, Sort of create like a decoupage wallpaper inside there. Also, um, it's a custom casket. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's so dope. I like it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Thank you. I hope to see it when I'm in the coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal's custom caskets. <laughs> Crystal's custom oh caskets. That's I good like right there, Crystal Sedona. What do you think of that for I now? like it. That could be better than Fantastic Casket. Because mm-hmm. Fantastic Casket is hard for me to say. I can't well, say that. We right. also have PimpMyCoffin.com oh, wow. <laughs> if you want to yeah. use that one. Yeah, because it's an Egyptian thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to be in there, who knows what happens? You mm-hmm. can see the inside. Mm-hmm. What, what could possibly happen, Ricky? <laughs> Memories. I mean, maybe you open your eyes. Who knows? Do you think, do you think that's possible, really? Mm-hmm. You Anything's do. possible. Yeah. No, but do you really believe that could happen? Um, that there's possibly life after death that we could actually... I certainly do. Norman, I you do? I definitely believe spirit, you know, uh, the spirit lives on after, after life, you know. Do you believe that, Ricky? Yeah, possibly. Okay, possibly. I believe that anything's possible. Okay. Well, I like that, that. Anything is possible. It is. Yeah. I believe that souls That's are recycled. True. I do too. Well, if there's more people on earth now than there have ever been before, where do all the souls come from? Oh, the souls definitely come from something bigger than us all. Something, some, if you think that you're doing all of this on your own and that the sun is truly just doing its own little thing, then you have, you have a lot to learn. You should know enough to know that you don't know much. Yeah, but if they're recycled, then there's more, there's, they can't all be recycled because there's six billion people on earth recycled. and we started off with like how many? I think they're recycled. I and saw I your fingers. And I don't know where your math about to go, but this is just my opinion. Like when people see a baby and when they just seem so grown and they say, oh man, you have such an old soul. You know, like you come here fresh of a lot of things, but I believe that they, 
I think they're just coming right back. That's why great ideas are constantly being furnished in great minds. You know, like they've been here before. Yeah, but mathematically, they kind of were coming back. I didn't back. care about the math. <laughs> because hey, you know what? <laughs> I didn't care about but the math. You should because the numbers don't lie. That's what I'm saying. If they're re- they can't Jesus be recycled. don't lie either, okay? Well, he never said recycle at all. <laughs> you didn't say a thing. You don't know what he said. You were in the tomb. Fantastic caskets, okay? Fantastic Fantastic. Fantastic. Fantastic caskets. You have to go to the bathroom? Yeah, okay. We can let you do that. You're not supposed to say that. I wasn't. It's okay. You can take a couple of minutes off. Hey, so it says in your bio, Ricky, that I got from your website and the sentence that I thought was interesting. It says real estate is a really difficult job. Is it? Yeah. I thought people got into it because it was easy. Uh-uh. No. No. What's hard about it? <laughs> I always thought that... It's emotional. Is it? Yeah. Because you're dealing with yeah, people's... Scream, cry. Scream? Mm-hmm. Do they? Come in here. Um, people scream at you? Yeah, agents scream at each other sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. Because you're passionately representing a client yeah same way a lawyer does we put on the gloves and what causes that? I mean lawyers do it because it's like a game where you want to win apparently it seems to me the justice mm-hmm. system is that the same for you yeah I mean you have to you have to protect your client if you're good yeah mm-hmm. you are good you've got all these awards I've never seen so many awards in my life from from uh, starting out with a Keller Williams Realty top producer Mm-hmm. All the way down to the New Orleans Metropolitan Association of Realtors Platinum Award. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm in. So you're good. I'm at the top of my game. I am. Yeah, does that mean you're super wealthy? Mm, working on it. Yeah, uh, here it is. Who is it? It's my guest coming in from New York. He can wait. Wh- yeah, you can call. You can take it. Mm-hmm. No, where's he coming in from? New York. What's he doing here? He is, is he? Um, like a photographer and he's coming to watch his nephew get married is he gonna take photos of it he will take photos yeah i mean but not professionally is he staying at your place he is staying at my place okay so where do you live seeing you could buy anything i live on esplanade sort of in the treme area like between claiborne and broad that's a funny place to choose given if you were like a super duper realtor and you could find anything I'll, yeah, I'm lived, I've had eight houses because I flipped houses, so I've had like little bitty houses and I've had really major houses. This is a major house. It's like a big giant. Oh, yeah. Thing. Oh, yeah. You like what? the small one or the bigger one the most? Um, I like them all. I mean, I've had like a little, like a really sweet little crib, you know, like intimate. But this, this is the house I'm going to keep for a long, long time. Are you going to fill it up with other people? There's people there right now. There's some family members. And then I have, um, I'm building three apartments. Uh, in the property or on the property? Well, yeah, in the property. You're dividing it up? It's big. Okay. Big. Huge. Huge. What did it used to be? Was it originally like a giant family home? It was or? like kind of a blighted property I bought. Um, I think Fats Domino owned it at one time as a rental. Um that's a funny sentence too. Fats Domino's rental yeah, property. Yeah, no, it was his rental property. Right. And um, it's a big mansion, and I live in the mansion part. How yeah, cool! And I'm renovating some apartments in the. What's lower. it like when you have a giant house like that? Do you go in all the rooms, or do you end I up do. just living in one room? Uh uh-uh. uh You wander around it. Uh, yeah. And what do you do in all these rooms? Mm, taking the fifth. <laughs> Whoa! Why? What could be so exciting? <laughs> Do whatever, so I wanna, do whatever I want to. Do what I want to. Do what I want to. But what do you do? I mean, you know, in the living room, you sit down and read a book, and then in the kitchen, you make. What, what after that? What other rooms are there? It's a library. There's okay. an office. There's my, you know, suite. And then there's part. You can have parties. My cousins got married there. It was like 200 people. How uh, many rooms? Um, too many for me to count mentally, but. Th- what? It's. The whole property is like 11,000 square feet. You know how many bathrooms? (laughs) Four and a half. Oh, that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. That's not bad. Hey, we've got time for one more song. You want to play one? Have you got one ready? You think we could do it? Yay! I would love to hear something. You guys want Katrina, Karen, Crystal? I would love to hear it. (laughs) Kevin? What what sort of music does Kevin like? Um, I like everything. I love New Orleans music the most. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What about... uh, what about some of the others? Um, I actually wrote my first song this year. Maybe I'll sing it for you later. Yeah, well, we don't have much time, would you? 
No, this one's all hers. Okay. All hers. Okay. Oh, Tank, um, what are you up to over here? Well, the piano player has locked oh, up already, everything because oh, he thought there quit. was like two songs. Oh, there was only originally two songs. We don't have to do another one if you don't want to. Cool. I can do a little piece of one that I'm working on. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I think you're going to like it. Okay. What is you it? You ready? I could get you guys' help a little bit on it with the clapping. Okay. okay. Everything was easier when you act like you were mature. The music really mattered and the girls wasn't important. Now everybody knows who you are. You got a brand new fancy stupid caddy blue car. But who was right there with you at the bus stop? I'll stop when the checks start rolling in, royalties and whatnot. Helped you write a song about the flowers. I was shocked you didn't mention on the album. How come? One thing I have learned from this ridiculous experience. Never touch the drummer cause the beat keeps going on. Yes. <laughs> what are you calling it? Drummers. Drummers. Is that based on a real experience as well with drummers? <laughs> no, I, um, that one was based on in the reverse of if someone else helped a drummer make it and he left her behind. Oh, okay. You know, so I haven't experienced that. No. So Katrina, uh, Crystal, or Karen, or whoever wrote the song. Mm -hmm. do Actually, want, do uh, you want to have a crack at it? Chi Chi wrote the song. Chi Chi, yeah, I have to write that one down. <laughs> and she's a dog. Chi Chi is a dog. Yeah. Okay, and now we're getting into the a whole group is called Girl Dogs. Girl Dogs. It goes like this. I'm in heat. Who wants treats? Drop those beats. You got me panting. I want your manting. I'll be the best in show dressed up with a doggy bow. You spade-ass bitches better step aside because the real girl dogs are ready to ride. Doggy style. We're buck wild. My dog bow's filled with Moway. Take flea baths in Perrier. Don't give a shit what the bitches say at the dog park every doggone day. What's that smell? It's my tail. Sit. Stay. Come. Good dog. Can't smell my tail off an Instagram. It stinks real bad because I give a damn. Chihuahuas all be talking smack. Chuskies, time to holler back. Grab some cheese and hide my pills. Turn me out like a puppy mill. My stink brings the dogs to the yard. Rough it up and hump it hard. That was dope. <laughs> okay. Arf! Nice. Thank you. Remember you heard it here first. I liked it. <laughs> Chi Chi, good job. Thank you. And the band is called Girl Dogs. Girl Dogs. And do they have a record coming out at some point? Um, I don't know. Maybe a burlesque performance. Oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, everybody. That's the end of Happy Hour. We've come to the end of a perfectly fabulous afternoon in New Orleans with an incredible random collection of eclectic people. What a great show. Thank you so much. My guests today on Happy Hour have been Katrina Breeze, Crystal Sedona, Karen Regis, <laughs> Kevin Simons, Chi Chi, and the Girl Dog Band, along with Tiriana Michelle Ball, otherwise known as Tank from Tank and the Bangers. Uh, Karina Nathan, I forgot to mention, was here as well, uh, as well as uh, Norman Spence and uh, Mel Burkett, who I believe it's your actual real names, right? I mentioned Mel, didn't I? Yep. Yeah, okay. That's his real name, right? Yes. Okay. Ricky Lehman. Frederick. Frederick. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me as well. Thank you. It's been a great happy hour. Thanks to everybody for being here. Thanks to Graham DuPonte, who's the producer of our show. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh as our music director. Our theme song was written and is being played currently by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show, you can sit around a table for about an hour. Drop us a line. Our address is on our website, it's neworms.com, where there are many more happy hours for you to listen to, as well as other shows we make here. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace Mindset, with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the game with Chris True, Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tucker, Milo's Music Parlor with Kim Vu, and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Unlisted and all of you can keep up with us on Facebook, on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. And all of it, where it's New Orleans. Find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and see what we look like on Facebook and our Google Plus page. These photos are taken today by Alison Moon. Where did she go? She's over there. 
If you're listening to this on iTunes or on Stitcher or some other podcast app you prefer better, thanks for subscribing to us. Take a moment to rate and review us if you've got a moment. That helps other people find us. Um, what was I going to tell you after that, guys? Oh, yeah, our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. They have a three-hour happy hour here every day from 4 to 7. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Andrew Duhon will be back here next week for sure. If you want to find out where he is in the meantime, go to andrewduhon.com. For Graham DuPonte, our producer, everybody else around the table here at Wayfair and back at our I Know office, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour.